0: Accountability is God's job, but it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters show. Cynthia McKinney served 12 total years in Congress across two separate stints. She's a Democrat. And when she was in Congress, she had a seat that she should have been able to hold for her entire life, representing the heavily black areas of South Atlanta. But that didn't happen. No, instead, Cynthia got forced out of office, not by some Republican, no, by her own party. Why was that, exactly? Well, it turns out she was too much of an authentic anti-war liberal on foreign policy and because she didn't buy the official story about the 9-11 attacks. In the immediate aftermath of 9-11, McKinney was the only member of Congress who would publicly ask, just how much information did George W. Bush have before the attacks happened? Now today, of course, a lot of people are asking that. She was far ahead of the curve. After the 9-11 Commission released its report, McKinney held a special panel hearing questioning its findings and pointing out all of the holes and shortcomings and whitewashings in the report. Now, today, of course, it's common knowledge. We know that there was a boatload of errors and omissions, most of them intentional, from that report, starting with the total cover-up of Saudi ties to the supposed 9-11 hijackers. McKinney was an early and fierce opponent of the war in Iraq, which was entirely correct. She opposed the intervention in Libya, which also proved to be a total humanitarian and geopolitical disaster. But what's most notable about Cynthia McKinney right now is that she has long been a critic of America's absolute, unquestioning support of Israel. All the way back in 2008, McKinney was a harsh critic of Israel's massive economic and military blockade of the Gaza Strip. McKinney was on board two different ships that attempted to deliver supplies to Gaza in protest of Israel's blockade. Well, Cynthia has remained steadfast ever since. She has continued to warn about the insane influence that this Small country of 10 million and its supporters exert on America's foreign policy apparatus. We tend to agree with a lot of that. want to know where it comes from. To that end, Cynthia McKinney is with us. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Where does all of this influence come from?
1: Well, it comes from money. It comes from organization. It comes from manipulation. And it comes from creating a new culture where actually if you stand up for the U.S., the Constitution, the things that we thought we were built on, then uh, you're outside of that culture that exists in Washington, D.C. and that has been created not just in Washington, D.C., but in most churches across the country.
0: So this small country, 10 million people, smack dab in the Middle East, Christian country, allegedly, uh, Jewish country, allegedly, we're told that this is the Israel of the Bible. But when you look at it, it seems to be more of just a pro-homo, pro-war secular state that was formed in the 1940s that really doesn't seem to depict the Israel of the Bible that we have been taught for our entire lives?
1: Well, you know, uh, Stu, I'm not a biblical scholar, but what I can tell you is that Bibi Netanyahu's wife said, we are sophisticated Europeans. And so if you look at that part of the Jewish population, the it total jewish population well you have a substantial number who do come from europe they do not have a a biblical claim on the land of palestine
0: so why have we been told our entire lives that israel is our greatest ally i mean looking back they have never fought alongside of us in any one of these interventions that our military industrial complex uh pushes so hard for all of the countries that we've bombed all the millions of innocent people that we've killed all the trillions of dollars that Uh, have enriched Raytheon and Lockheed Martin in these missile testing sites. You know, we're told that uh, we're spreading democracy. Uh, It turns out that the spreading democracy stuff is pretty dangerous for the countries that we meddle in.
1: Well, you know, yeah, it is dangerous for those countries because, in fact, we're not spreading democracy. And Israel is not a democracy. Whenever you have an apartheid system that locks out a certain segment of your population, then uh, it's not democratic. It may be democratic for that part of the population that is not locked out, but for the population as a whole, no. And so what I've done is I've been involved in this issue basically from day one, you could say. Um, Academically, my interests uh, go to international relations, and I understand that uh, Henry Kissinger said, well, we want to decouple our concern for human rights and and U.S. values. We want to decouple that from our practice of foreign policy. That was uh, Henry Kissinger's line. And ever since that time, then uh, I think there's been this drift away from what I would consider to be U.S. values. Now, uh, it is true that democracy Uh, is a U.S. value, and that's why it's used so much in the rhetoric and the propaganda about U.S. foreign policy. But uh, democracy starts at home, and we've got to take care of our own before we go and uh, exercise, uh, help others to exercise their quote-unquote democracy. But we know what kind of democracy they're actually talking about because Hillary Clinton told us. She said she was not opposed to having elections as long as U.S. was able to dictate who won the elections. That's what happened to me. They dictated uh, that crowd of people who don't care about the U.S. Constitution, don't care about U.S. values, don't quite frankly, Care about the United States, as far as I'm concerned, and certainly don't care about the people of the United States. It is that crowd that manipulated my own two elections. And, uh, you know, election fraud didn't just start in 2008, um, or not 2008, but 2020, I should say. Election fraud didn't start there because I experienced it two times with the electronic voting machines and then just. Uh, Anomalies that are inexplicable.
0: So we have been called at this program anti-Semitic for pointing out factually that uh, 100% of our media is funded by what appears to be Israel's, you know, lobby. Uh, that you know our Congress people swear an allegiance to a foreign country when they yes, should be swearing true. an allegiance to ours before they're even allowed to be there. Uh, all of these big corporate conglomerates, uh, most of Joe Biden's uh, cabinet that's making these decisions in Ukraine and making them in Israel and soon Taiwan, likely Iran if Hezbollah gets involved, uh, that all of these people happen to call themselves Jews. So it appears that at every level of every bureaucracy throughout our entire federal government that we have an infiltration. Do you see it that way?
1: I absolutely see it that way. And I, when I was asked by the American Israel Public Affairs Committee in 1992, when I was first campaigning for Congress to sign a pledge of loyalty to Israel, I objected. But you see, Stu, the problem is that I was the only one who objected. And so we've got a Congress of 500, a legislative branch. Of 535 individuals, they all swear some kind of allegiance to Israel, one way or the other, because that's the way you get campaign finance. You cannot get money out of the big packs. It doesn't matter, uh, you know. They, they, uh, some of the packs are labeled ideological packs, but all of them are ideological when it comes to this issue. And if you look at labor unions, labor unions. Uh, the working class people in the United States who are members of labor, of, of, uh, labor unions are actually buying, uh, bonds, Israeli bonds. So they're supporting the state of Israel. If you, if a, a hurricane happens to come your way and you need help from your local emergency, um, uh, emergency, uh, agency, well, likely it's likely that you've signed the pledge that you're not going to uh uh, advocate any policies that israel doesn't like so i mean they have penetrated the executive branch the the legislative branch they have uh penetrated our state and local branches of government and you know Stu, if you print the money then money is not an object for you So uh, these people have access to unlimited amounts of money and they use those those monies for their own agenda. There was a time when Wall Street, ownership of Wall Street belonged to one certain group of people. But after the so-called crisis of 2008, the ownership of Wall Street changed. And so now you've got, what, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street... You've got these three major funds that are led by, and and let me also just say that all, all Jews are not the same. Now I'm not the expert on Jews or Judaism, but what I have done is I've done a lot of research on this issue because I couldn't understand when I first got elected, I didn't even know what a Zionist was. And so, but then Zionism just kind of took over everything. And when Robert Kennedy said that the uh, spike protein in the Pfizer and the Moderna shots was uh, ethnically specific, he told the truth because I was the one that found the study. And the study points to an, an, an immunity by, the K26R European Jews. So it's not, it's not all Jews that have this immunity, but it's the K26R genotype that is, has some kind of immunity from the spike protein, that very same spike pr- protein that was attached to coronavirus and caused uh, the illness and then was uh, made to replicate inside one's body, probably forever. Uh, by the injections, the, the COVID uh, injections. So here we have this same group of people that we can trace back to this kind of immunity, we can trace back to interference in the domestic affairs, uh, erosion of our First Amendment rights, erosion quite frankly of all of our rights because after September 11th, they had two items on the agenda. One was the Patriot Act, and we all know what the Patriot Act uh, has done for the Bill of Rights. Well, actually, three items, if I think about it, because it was the Patriot Act, Secret Evidence Act, which meant that um, someone could make an allegation against you using secret evidence, and you would never know. This is antithetical to uh, U.S. jurisprudence, but it has become the practice now. And then the third item that I think is important for us to understand was the creation of the Department of Homeland Security. All of this comes as a result of September 11th. We never got the answers to what actually happened with September 11th. You mentioned the Saudis. Well, the Saudis are the pocketbook. So the Saudis have a lot of money, and the reason they have a lot of money is because they engaged in this agreement with Henry Kissinger about the petrodollar and the creation of the petrodollar, and so, but then when nefarious entities need finance, then if they don't finance it themselves or they don't use their own money, then uh, the Saudis have a very handy pocketbook which can be tapped.
0: You said that you've done a lot of research into Zionism. Uh, what what have you found? How dangerous is Zionism?
1: Well, quite frankly, I think it, it, it's extremely dangerous. And uh, I just actually wrote a paper about what we're seeing now in terms of uh, the situation in Gaza, which is not just a um, ha- uh, Hamas versus Israel. It's not that at all. And so uh, I think what we have to do is look at the totality of the history. We have to look at the totality of the circumstances. We have to look at the nature of the state of Israel. And now we also should listen to Vladimir Putin. What has Putin said in the last two weeks? He said, Israel is an occupying state and therefore it does not have the right to self-defense because it is committing crimes against the Palestinian people. Now coming from Vladimir Putin, this is huge because quite frankly, There have been uh, diplomatic brushes in the past, but what we're witnessing now is something completely different and something completely new because of the breadth and the width of the Palestinian resistance and its unity with respect to Russia and China. China has also been making extremely supportive statements of the last two weeks, in support of the Palestinian resistance.
0: You know, you said that we have to take a look at the history there in Israel. We have to take a look at the geopolitical ramifications of what's happening right now. We have to take a look at the history between We also have to take a look at what's happening right out in front of our eyes right now in real time. Uh, We're getting from from Israeli state accounts, from Benjamin Netanyahu himself, we are getting videos of the Israeli military obliterating civilian-occupied, child-occupied, apartment dwellings and churches and libraries and schools. But
1: still, this is not anything new. And this, I, I did a, I just did a compilation because my university asked me to give some reflections on what we're seeing now. And so I did a compilation of video that I didn't even know was on the internet. And it's there. But when I actually made it to Gaza, as you pointed out, I tried to get there, uh, Three times and two times I failed, um, and so then the last time with Viva Palestina USA under the leadership of George Galloway, I was able to get inside, and it had been reduced to rubble. Then
0: this it's is not, not anything new then. that this has been, been going happening.
1: On l- l- wait a minute, this has been going on since 1947. You have to understand it. What I wrote in my paper is that we cannot be surprised at U.S. policy when the children and the grandchildren of those who basically terrorized the Palestinians out of Palestine into refugee camps are today's policymakers for the United States.
0: And where do these people, where, where are they supposed to go? They can't just flee because if they flee, they'll get shot in the back. And I want to clarify.
1: Well, it took, yeah, you're right. It took me three times to get in and in Val- Viva Palestina, USA, we had people who were born there who couldn't get back. Yeah. I mean, this is not anything new. The United States uh uh United States supplies the weapons because that's part of the pledge. You're gonna make sure that Israel has the weapons to quote unquote defend itself. But Israel has been targeting children ever since i have been paying attention and to this and they laugh
0: about it so, they make jokes about it these people are animals they call them animals they treat them as animals they laugh about shooting children in the head uh the, well, it's you have it's all on remember, video and that's what i meant by uh, the, the war those, crimes that are being committed right out and they're not new but what's new is that now we're able to actually view it in real time because of the technology and the internet and social media platforms and now with x or twitter whatever you want to call it being wide open you're able to see some I, of this stuff now which you couldn't I, see in 1947 I, 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 I,
1: I, I disagree with that. I think what's new is that those policies have been brought home to the United States now. I think that's what's new and why people are waking up because the video was always there. The, the, it was a lack of caring, right? But now you're, we're suffering under censorship. We're suffering under um, the tyranny, quite frankly. I mean, the totalitarianism of a regime that has taken over Washington, D.C., from which there is no uh, ability to disagree at all. Any disagreement, you're wiped out, you're, you're literally wiped out of existence. You're wiped off the map. They made the allegation that Iran was trying to wipe Israel off the map. No, it's not that way at all. In fact, Netanyahu in his latest, Foray into the United Nations showed a map Palestine was missing. So Israel has wiped Palestine off the map. But because of the generations now of U.S. police officers that have been trained over there, these attitudes about the Goyim, the animals, the insects, and you know, we look, we're paying attention to World Economic Forum all of a sudden, and they, you know, think that cows are. Uh, humankind's enemy and that we have to start eating um, insects and living in 15-minute cities, well, imagine with digital IDs, but, you know, we can't ID them, right? Um, But imagine the 15-minute city is Gaza. Hmm.
0: Uh, You mentioned Vladimir Putin. And I just want to say a couple things about him. From where we sit, it looks like he's a Russian nationalist Orthodox Christian who's looking out for the best interests of his people. Uh, And, you know, we've broken promise after promise about expanding NATO further east. We've invited in all of these countries. We put pressure on Ukraine to join when they were resistant to that. Uh, The United States military industrial complex, along with our, you know, murderous intelligence apparatus, the CIA went there and they effected a violent coup d'etat. They forced a democratically elected president to flee his own country. Uh, They employed our press to make it look like a popular BLM-style uprising. They practiced all of the tactics in Ukraine in 2014 that they then implemented here in 2020. Uh, They banned opposition uh, or dissident media platforms. They shut off TV stations. They jailed their political opponents. Uh, They created a trumped-up treason charge. All of the things that they did on January 6th, they want to crush the ethnic Russians in Ukraine. The deep state and the state department want to crush those ethnic Russians in Ukraine for the very same reasons that they wanna crush the January 6ers. This is just what happens when some people don't go along with the coup and they fight back. And now you're seeing- But this
1: has always been happening, Stu. This has always been happening inside the United States as well. And all we have to do is look at the counterintelligence program, COINTELPRO, where uh, in J. Edgar Hoover's FBI, There was a section that was looking at Black people. There was a section that was looking at Hollywood people. There was a section that was looking at the anti war young students uh, at the time. There was a section that was looking at the KKK, which, you know, maybe we would say with looking at white nationalists. So so they had the section that was looking at white nationalists. They were looking at uh, Black nationalists. They were looking at um, uh, young. Uh, people who were against the war, the Vietnam War at that time. So we've had this kind of Gestapo state thing going on for a long time. And we can't just say that this is something that's new. What is new is that now it has been turned against the people who never thought that this country would turn against them. And yes, this country has turned against them. The K-26R people, you talk a lot about the white people? Well, the the fact of the matter, you know, I say that even this uh, characterization of people as white is something that was created as a result of the fact that the working class, which at that time were slaves, who were white and black, African, um, joined together in Bacon's Rebellion, and then there was this creation of this denomination of people uh, called white. And then there were certain privileges that accrued to them. And at the same time, there were black codes that were written into the laws of all of the states that in probably some cases are still on the books. I think Mississippi just got rid of their black codes maybe a decade ago. So this, there has been an orchestration of division. And what we have to do now is to try and overcome the orchestration. We can only fight them if we are united. And united doesn't mean that we become each other. United just means that we have a common vision and a common goal. Say, for example, I want to see the the Constitution of the United States. I want to see all of those laws that have been passed that are basically unconstitutional, that have become a part of our political life. I want them roll back. And I would think that you guys would also want to see those roll back. We can work together. This is what will give them nightmares. If black Black nationalists and white nationalists are able to come together, they will suffer nightmares because now We have a kind of union that is unstoppable.
0: You mentioned BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street. Putin also, by the way, kicked out the Rothschild controlled. Uh, criminal Zionist banking cabal from his country, which I believe is why our media frames Vladimir Putin in Russia as the, the perpetual bad boy over and over again. He's the boogeyman. He's the war criminal. He's the the, the ruthless dictator. They, they propagandize the American public and all throughout the West and in Europe with this information that's completely false about Vladimir Putin. He didn't just wake up one day and decide, oh, I'm just going to go take over Ukraine. That's not how this happened. Uh, the no, same thing not. is true in uh, any other of these countries that we meddle in where we stick our agenda and we stick our missiles and we do regime changes and we have these interventions and these rebuildings and these overtakings and we kill millions of people. Uh, so do you think that this is at the top? I mean, these these Rothschilds, the the, the Zionists, who is, who's calling the shots here? Who's making all of this division happen?
1: Well, uh, there was a... Um, there's a, a British serial about statecraft, and uh, there's a line in there where one of the guys who becomes prime minister says, you claw your way to the top only to find that it's the middle. And so that was the discovery that I made when I was in the Congress, I thought, wow, you know, I can really do something for my constituents. I can do something for my country, and then, I found out I could do nothing un- unless I had succumbed to the um, will of the pro-Israel, or the Israel firsters is what I call them, inside uh, that are embedded inside the US government. My dad asked the question, what does Tel Aviv have to do with Stone Mountain? I represented Stone Mountain, Georgia, That's right. but I had to pledge my loyalty to Tel Aviv before, and the takeover of Jerusalem, I might add, (laughs) uh, before I could do anything for my constituents in Stone Mountain. And that is being played out 535 times in the United States Congress. And that's something that we have to understand. When you say extreme accountability, we have to have it. Otherwise, the very same people who are part of the problem will present a solution to us that is a solution that saves them. And our problem never ends. And so now we've got political prisoners. Yes, we've had political prisoners before. Now we've got harassment. Yes, we've had harassment before. But you know what else? People's lives are being threatened now because those people who unfortunately were manipulated into taking the, uh, uh, the the COVID shots, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, we need extreme accountability for that entire scenario. Yeah, We need extreme accountability from the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, that means we putting these people on
0: trial, a, a swift but thorough trial, and then uh, publicly executing them for the crimes against humanity that they've committed. It's, but if if we've if we've been infiltrated in the judiciary and we've been infiltrated at every level of every bureaucracy throughout our federal government state government law enforcement organizations intelligence gathering i mean who's going to facilitate this extreme accountability what does that look like
1: well first of all it has to start with us and what is it going to look like us courageously fearlessly sh- targeting and then putting the laser or the crosshairs of that laser on the target. Because this is what they do. You see, we, th- what they do is they isolate, first of all, they decide who's the target, and then they isolate that target. So, you know, uh, people think that Tucker Carlson is the savior. Well, let me just say that when I was trying to isolate the target, because I had experienced the target, then it was Tucker Carlson who ran cover for those guys. When I was the one that was questioning September 11th and the narrative of September 11th and what did George Bush know and when did he know it, it was Tucker Carlson who was calling me names. So, I mean, there is nobody who is going to be our savior except us. We have got to save ourselves, first of all. Secondly, then we have got to name the target. And we can't say, we can't shy away and say, okay, you can't say the word Jew. They say the word Jew. Now we can be specific and we can say K26 are Jews because that is a subset of the Ashkenazi population. But let me just say to you that the people who are getting sick from the spike protein are not the K26 are Jews, but the other Jews are. So, what actually is going on? And we talk if we want to talk about how can I say uh, the religious aspect? You can look at what happened in Ukraine. Ukraine is an Orthodox Christian country. Most of the people in Ukraine are Orthodox Christians. And the United States did a coup, a regime change in 2014 and put Zionist Jews in control of an Orthodox Jewish, of an Orthodox Christian country. So we cannot sort of uh, look a sconce at some of the facts behind what has happened in Ukraine. Now we understand that Black Rock has come and bought most of the land that's available in Ukraine. Well, that's not gonna play very well if there's no more Ukraine in the future. So um, we have to see what happens in the future. But the point is that you have the Chechens who are Muslim and they have joined with the Orthodox Christians. Where's the Vatican on this? The Vatican is nowhere to be found. So Christianity uh, from the West is nowhere to be found in terms of uh, criticisms of what is going on with the NATO expansionism or for that matter for the uh, targeting of young people in Palestine.
0: Hmm. They did the same thing here actually by the way. They rooted out all of the Christians within our federal government and they replaced them all with Zionist Jews. Uh, so everything that they practice there, they implemented here. If you just look around, I mean, that's factual. You look at everybody that's making these decisions right now, they are all Zionists, and this is very dangerous. I mean, and the targeting that you're talking about that is new here, that has been going on, is becoming a complete weaponization of our federal government against the people. The government has now become awesome. a murderous corporate crime syndicate, and they've openly declared war on its own people. We are the most corrupt, most occupied country on the face of the planet.
1: I agree with you 100%. And so now then what do we do about it? And first, the the first step is to recognize that we have a problem. And I think that's the strength of your show is that you are helping people to understand, yeah, we got a problem. We have a problem like we've never had before. And the things that we believed in before, the political doctrines that were Ordinary that we were, that were accepted by all of us before. Well, uh, they've been turned upside down. Our political world has been turned upside down. When people ask me where I am on the political spectrum, what I say to them is that I am so far left that I am now right. And I think that's the way we all have to look at it, is that we have come together, no matter where we started from, we all have come together with a certain kind of realization and a certain kind of understanding. The next thing is to operationalize that by actually doing things together. And as far as I'm concerned, you have begun that process by reaching out to disparate sources, disparate individuals who, have uh, different points of view. But in the end, we're all the same because we're on America's team.
0: Yeah. I think the left and right thing is a construct. You talked about division, Uh, Democrat, Republican. Everybody knows that we have a uniparty that's working to serve a foreign state. That's right. Uh, Is there any other country that you're aware of, by the way, on the face of the planet whose leaders swear an allegiance to the United States or any other country outside of their own?
1: Yes, actually uh, there's an organization in the United Kingdom that requires the same kind of loyalty oath to Israel, which is why you can have the kind of unity of the West around this issue. So, you know, you can have a split between Europe on the continental Europe and the UK and the US on other issues, but when it comes to Israel, Well, there's a kind of unity. And the reason that there's a kind of unity, for for example, you had Sarkozy, who was the president of France before we got Macron. Macron comes directly from the Rothschild organization. And so you had uh, Sarkozy before, and Sarkozy was reputed, uh, reported in French newspapers that he was a member of Mossad. So here you have a Mossad agent who's leading a major country that's got nuclear weapons. And uh, how, how does that happen? It's because those people have a unity of purpose and a unity of mission. And we have to do the same thing. Despite where we might stand on the political spectrum, we also have to have a unity of mission and purpose.
0: And be brave and be willing to make sacrifices and understand that we're going to be isolated after being targeted.
1: That's right. Because, I mean, you know, I would love to be at home. I would love to be teaching at a U.S. university. It's just not going to happen. I'm not welcome in the United States. And the places that um, you would think would sort of eat up having the opportunity to have a former member of Congress talk to their students, well, you know, it doesn't happen. It's not happening for me. Well,
0: you but are I'm welcome not here. crying
1: crocodile. I'm not going to cry at all because what I demonstrate is that there is life after being targeted. And we've had many, many people who have been targeted. The question is we have to protect their lives, like Jim Trafficant, for example. James Traficant was fighting every day when he was on Capitol Hill. I was fighting every day when I was on Capitol Hill. We need people like that, who are willing to fight every day in elected offices. That's what we need, that we need public policymakers. Now we have stooped so low that we've got a member of Congress who actually wears an Israeli uniform on Capitol Hill.
0: It's disgusting. Uh, we have a United States military that refuses to protect its own border. We have. Well, you're right about that too. We but have see this, that's yeah. part
1: of the problem. That, that that is how the United States gets into this predicament. When you have people who don't understand the struggle from pre-revolutionary war up to today to bring life to the U.S. Constitution. And believe me, I'm in one of those countries. I have been to many of those other countries where people are not accustomed to fighting for their rights because quite frankly, they didn't know that they had them. And so now uh, you've got this kind of infiltration through the border. But I also did a paper on, um, uh, the name of the paper, I think was Chickens Coming Home to Roost, where I investigated this uh, open borders policy that was going on in Europe. And it was not me that did the original research. It was an Italian um, NGO that did the original research and it was focused on uh, Italy. But what they found was that the ships that were bringing the Africans and the Asians into Europe those ships were basically and if you looked at them they were they looked exactly like slave ships right they were jam packed people jam packed in them like sardines well the finance for those ships could all be uh, uh, traced back to George Soros so it doesn't take many people it takes a lot of money and the willingness to spend that money in in some respect, you could say we went wrong in 1914 when we turned the capability of, uh, of printing U.S. dollars over to private interests. So they naturally are going to print money for their agenda. They will print money for their friends. And that's why now we have nothing. We have nothing because we haven't taken care of politics one on one which means that we ought to be about the business of owning our own country. Well, we wouldn't our be here every day fighting been...
0: if we didn't think that there was a solution to this. And it sounds to me like you you understand very clearly that there's a solution to this. You wouldn't be here on the yes. program, you know, making everybody aware of this if you didn't think so. And I, I really want to talk about that. Um, you know, I've just got a few minutes left here, but I want to talk about is the country done? Are we doomed? Are we are we completely screwed? Are we all going to end up in virtual or digital or financial or physical prison camps, or is there a way for us to, if we unite, black nationalists, white nationalists, whatever whatever construct you know we want to yes. discuss, left, right, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, yes, is there a way for us if we all decide, hey, there is a problem here, Th- this is a deadly problem, they're targeting our children, yes, they've openly declared war on yes. us, we have to do something about it. What do we do?
1: Well, I teach my students um, Paulo Freire's Tools for Liberation. So we we are very well aware of the mechanisms of oppression, but what does Paulo Freire tell us about the Tools for Liberation? They are unity, cooperation, um, organization, and cultural synthesis. So now what does that actually mean? Well, we've been talking about uniting for the purpose of liberating ourselves. We, you, are helping to organize people. And so we need to continue with the organization. We need to be able to communicate with one another, and then we need to be able to work together. Working together from all sides of the political spectrum will give us that cultural synthesis that Paulo Freire wrote about. And what does that mean? That instead of living our daily lives in a culture of manipulation and division, that we will begin to create a new culture of cooperation and organization and respect for one another. That's the new culture that we can create just by working together.
0: And not being afraid to name the enemy,
1: and, and, and oh, remember, well, that's,
0: and remember, as you, that. as you are, as you are told that you're you're the enemy, that you're an extremist, that you're a radical, that you're dangerous, that, you have, that you're anti-Semitic, or that that's hate speech, yes. and you're banned from here and from there. Remember that you have to consider the source of who it is that's telling you that is the enemy of the people, and so that means yes. that you are not the minority. You are the majority because you are a person, you are a people, you are an American who wants to see the core values of our country individual liberty, bodily autonomy, basic freedom, your inalienable, God given, inherent constitutional rights. You want to see them passed on to your children. And no, you're not the minority, and no, you're not the enemy of the state. Uh, But you know, more so, I'm seeing today, Cynthia, that. There are a lot of people who I didn't think would make admissions that they're now admitting. Yes, I did something wrong when I took that COVID shot, or worse, to my children. Yes, we do have a problem with Israel. Yes, Zionism is an issue. These are people who had unfettered, undying, unconditional support for our greatest ally in Israel, who, by the way, strafed an entire ship deck, the USS Liberty, and just completely murdered in cold blood all of those naval personnel, and then a big cover-up by our own government. We've never before seen this. We cannot allow these people to come in here and run this country and claim an allegiance to another country before they claim it to ours. We are moving military assets and trillions of dollars all over the world, displacing it from America to the people that are killing us. We're funding our own demise. We are orchestrating, we are allowing them to do this to us, we can allow it no more. One minute left, Uh, final words.
1: Final word is Stu, you are a part of the solution and it takes a lot of courage for you to have a show like this and to have me on your show. Thank you very much for having this conversation. Thank you very much for waking people up to this problem. It is a problem that is not going away unless we organize ourselves and unite to make it go away. United States is my country. The United States Constitution is my rule of law. That's what I want to have, ruling over the entirety of our country, not somebody else's ideas and values and uh, uh, ideas about my inferiority and your inferiority and our unreadiness to control our own destiny.
0: All we ask here is to uphold the rule of law. And there is a precedent for this, by the way. We are directed by the Constitution exactly what to do. And so we need to be brave and do it. Dr. Cynthia McKinney, thank you so much uh, for spending all the time with us this evening that you have. We appreciate it. God bless you, you're welcome back anytime. You may not be welcome in America, but you're welcome right here anytime.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much, Stu.
0: I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with Goldco. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. Gold Co. has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out of control corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call Goldco 855-706 Gold Co. 855-706-GOLD. again, eight five five seven oh six gold, or go to goldco.com dot slash stew. If you are a man over forty-five who's dealing with prostate problems, you're certainly not alone, it's a very common issue. But you need to know about this shockingly simple prostate-shrinking candy-chew hack that you can use to quickly reclaim control of your bladder. A simple morning candy-chew hack that allows you to permanently end your prostate issues so you never again deal with humiliating or frustrating urges to go at the worst time. The hack takes only 60 seconds to use, by the way. Thousands of American men have already tried the hack, giving them back their freedom and peace of mind while allowing them to have an easy, high-volume flow every time they go pee. Go to flowforcemax.com stew. Find out more about the prostate-shrinking candy chew hack that has thrown the medical industry off the tracks, allowing men to fix their problems quickly and easily from the comfort of their homes. That's flowforcemax.com stew.
2: And welcome back to The Stew Peter Show. I'm Paul Harrell filling in for stew. So the holidays are upon us. Have you ever heard that a lot of people get sick after the holidays? Maybe some of you seem to always feel under the weather, say, around January. One of the reasons could be a lack of vitamin D because it's winter and the sun is shining less frequently. This is why some say the winter months cause depression. If that's you, then get out in the sun or supplement some vitamin D. But there could be another reason entirely, and it could have to do with your diet. My wife and I were talking about this the other day. So from about October 31st, which is Halloween, for those of you who celebrate it, or Reformation Day, all of us find ourselves with the opportunity to eat things we otherwise wouldn't. With Halloween, it's candy, and then comes Thanksgiving, and after that, Christmas. But Christmas is where the real opportunity to splurge arises, because it's not just that one day on December 25th when you have a big cheat day. No. What about the early December office Christmas party or the local town Christmas parade? then many of us have church or Sunday school gatherings and that doesn't even count the dual celebrations many of us joyfully participate in when we have Christmas with one side of the family and Christmas with the other side of the family. And then of course there's New Year's Eve. So it's no wonder by the time January rolls around many of us feel awful. So what can you do? Well let's be honest I love the holidays and I'm probably not going to change my behavior. But what if there was something you could do to mitigate all of the meals you're about to have but don't normally have? Bad diets and lots of sugar can trigger inflammation throughout the body. And inflammation is the root cause of many illnesses. So if you can keep inflammation under control, you will not only feel better but keep sickness at bay as well. And one of the ways to curb inflammation is by using a quality CBD product, and that's where Curable can help. Curable now has a clinical-strength, full-spectrum, 3,000-milligram CBD tincture that comes in either cinnamon flavor or mint. They also have amazing CBD gummies, and you should give them a try today by going to curable.com and use the promo code STU. That's curable.com, K-U-R-I-B-L.com. Use the promo code STU for big savings. Justin Finneman is the national sales director for Curable, and he joins us now to share more. Welcome back to the Stu Peter Show, Justin. Good to see you again.
3: Glad to be here again, Paul. Thank you, sir.
2: So not only are we about to essentially embark, uh, you know, on an avalanche of food uh, that we don't eat um, and all this inflammation that, you know, could potentially come, but CBD is so effective, okay? Uh, There are now studies out there that show that CBD... Uh, is beneficial to those who have autoimmune deficiencies. What can you tell us about that, Justin?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think your your lead in there, Paul, is perfect for what I want to connect on today. Um, and it's based around the idea that cannabidiol or CBD can have a really influential impact essentially on our immune system. Okay. And I want to cover some simple ways that Um, CBD essentially impacts our immune system in some really positive ways. Okay. So obviously it's the season um, on top of just poor diet. We just have a ton of different viruses and, and colds and things going around that people are trying to protect themselves or they're looking for ways to provide themselves more immunity. Okay. So CBD often gets missed here, but the first thing I want to touch on is you can look up numerous studies. CBD is a Very, very, very potent antiviral, okay? So it it, it fights against viruses in general, okay? And the way it does this is why I said you had a perfect lead-in is really it does it in four different ways. But essentially the root of that is fighting against inflammation, okay? But I want to start here. So anxiety and stress, okay? You mentioned the holidays, right? Anxiety, stress, shopping, gifts, All of these things, overeating, it all leads to anxiety and stress and poor sleep. Okay? What most people don't understand is that a large portion of how your immune system functions is actually located um, in the gut. Okay? So, stress literally is linked to a decline in the immune system. Okay? So, stress and anxiety lowers or weakens our immune system. 90% of our immune system lies within our gut. Okay, CBD has a direct correlation on how it fights inflammation in the gut. Mm. Okay, so if we can lower inflammation in the gut, we can improve immunity. All right, that's the correlation between immune health and CBD. Okay, one of the other things there is that back to anxiety and stress, CBD actually targets a certain receptor that produces more serotonin in our brain. Serotonin is a feel good hormone when we produce a little more serotonin, we can fight against anxiety and stress in a better way, okay? So there's all these nice correlations between anxiety and stress, inflammation, the gut, and the immune system. They are all tied together, okay? So those are are, our two initial ways here that we like to target on how CBD fights back against immune system uh, deficiencies and viruses all these different colds and all these flus, all of these things that we're trying to get scared by in the mainstream media, we can fight against with CBD for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and, and as somebody who's, I mean, I've used your, your products and uh, they really are amazing. Um, the gummies are amazing, the tincture's amazing, the muscle cream is amazing. Uh, the spray on stuff is good too. My mother-in-law actually, uh, she was over the other night, uh, we were playing cards, you know, we were sitting up, you know, if, if you can't really recline, we were playing cards. And uh, playing bridge, by the way. And uh, her shoulder was hurting her, you know. And so I got some of that cream out, and she put it on. And, I mean, by the end of the match, I mean, she was feeling great. I mean, so it, it works really quick, and it relieves pain in a way that is, you know, you don't have to worry about being addicted to some pharmaceutical, big pharma scheme. You know, this is all natural. It's ethically sourced. We've talked about that many, many times. Um, what what can you tell us about uh right now so if you go to curable.com and you're going to use the promo code stew what kind of savings can we expect
3: yeah absolutely and if i if i could just really quick i want yes. to touch on one important thing regarding the immune system and then i'll get to that so thank yes. you um cbd increases what we call nk cells in the body they're actually just a short uh, description for what we call natural killer cells okay so these natural killer cells are actually a type of white blood cells okay white blood cells obviously they detect and then they basically deal with infections in the body so if cbd can increase these nk cells which are a type of white blood cell we can fight against these viruses and these infections in a much healthier way okay so it's really important to note that and and I don't know if I dare say the word COVID-19 on, on, on your show here, but um, you know I, I think you guys have been very direct in how you address that. And um, what that leads to in increasing these white blood cells is CBD has been shown to literally reduce um, and increase healthy markers in the lungs, especially. So when we talk about all these things we try to get, you know people try to scare us with like COVID and all these different things, um, you know, we're not making claims that we can cure COVID, but we know that we can increase the healthy markers in an in individual's lungs by utilizing CBD. And we think that's fantastic. Okay, so that's why we want to promote, there's there's two specific products, essentially. We have a 3,000 milligram CBD tincture that is mint or cinnamon, okay, goes right underneath the tongue. It's is a nice min- Now, is the
2: mint new? Because I, I, I have the cinnamon version, and it's great, but... Uh... I think the cinnamon was only available the last time.
3: Yeah. So we've had the mint for a little while, but we added it from, uh, we only used to have a um, little confusing in CBG and CBD. We had mixes of the two, right? Okay. Um, that's what it
2: was. That was, yeah. I think it was a CBG tincture. Yeah.
3: Yes, correct. But we have the mint and cinnamon in the 3000 milligram CBD tincture. And then we're also going to use our 50 milligram CBD gummies that are full spectrum CBD gummies, um, there's 2,500 milligrams of CBD in a container, which means there's 50 gummies at 50 milligrams of CBD. Okay, so both of those products are our highest strength CBD products in a tincture and a gummy. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna mark them down for 72 hours. You can use your 20% off code with your STU code and we'll have it marked down another 10% because it's the time of the season with the holidays. We want people to be healthy. We want them to be less stressed. We want them sleeping better. And we want them to be able to fight against these viruses that are slowing people down. And that's what we think we can help everybody
2: do. I mean, I think this is a great idea. Uh, again, what was the savings in the, over the next 70, 72 hours when you use promo Code Stew?
3: Yeah, so you get 20% with your stew code. And we're going to mark the product down an extra 10%, so 30% total.
2: I mean, Thanksgiving is pretty, pretty soon, you know. And so you're going to start, <laughs> if you haven't already, if you avoided the... The the Halloween Reese's peanut butter cups. You're probably not going to be able to avoid all the cranberry and turkey and pecan pie and you know anyway. Everybody's diet just is going to go downhill from now until January. So fight inflammation, uh, increase these markers uh, in your immune system with you know better white blood cell counts. I, I think this is a good buy, Justin, obviously, and uh, people need to take advantage of it before they <laughs> they go on this roller coaster of a terrible diet for the next uh, sixty days. <laughs>
3: We're gonna make it. We're all gonna to get to the other
2: side. Or forty-five days or whatever it is. Justin Finneman with Curable, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, sir.
3: Paul, thank you so much. Have a great day.
2: All righty folks, this has been the Stu Peter Show. Don't forget curable.com. Use promo code Stu Peters. It's been an honor guest hosting for him. We'll see you next time.
0: If you have a child and that child has a diagnosis of ADHD, you've gone to the doctor and they are suggesting neurotoxins like Adderall and Ritalin and methylphenidate and clonidine because they are whores for big pharma and because they are poison pushers and fake doctors, Please try something else before you destroy your kid's life potentially with all of the documented irreversible long-term side effects associated with all of the aforementioned. Please try CBD and please use the family-owned business that we do business with here. All the hemp is grown right here in my home state of Minnesota. Everything can be sourced. You're not going to get any poisons or toxic crap in your CBD like you will if you go to the corner store, which sells all of this BS from China. Go to curable.com. That's K-U-R-I-B-L, curable.com. Family-owned business, all the hemp sourced right here in my home state of Minnesota. So many other benefits to curable, which you can find on their website. Plus, if you like THC products, they have them as well. Go to curable.com. Use promo code Stu for 20% off site-wide when you go to curable.com.